Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. A uh, very exciting game. The San Francisco 49ers get it done in huge fashion and defeat the Los Angeles Rams. How is everyone feeling? I see everyone jumping in and David V uses his member uh, benefits. 15 months as a member. So thanks so much, David V says, let's effing go 49ers. What an exciting game. It was one of those ones. Uh, we're early on. You're like, okay, we're going to get something going. We're going to get something going. And they really did get something going. And what is up to everyone in chat? I'm going to say hi to Spy Dick Danger. Brad Jones, Anthony, how's it going? The Hunter, uh, welcome. And Lou, how's it going? Ziggy as well. This is going to be a fun one. So everyone, fill up chat. Let's have a great conversation about the San Francisco 49ers getting a huge win, improving to 4-4, four and 3-0 four, and oh in the division. Uh, that's right. They put a, a gap there between them and the Rams. The Rams now would have to get a full game ahead of them to win the division. And Seattle Seahawks are the ones in front, but you still have a matchup and a win already. So I think it's exciting. And Brad Jones says, now that's more like it, right? Christian McCaffrey made a huge impact on this game. This is why John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan went out and got Christian McCaffrey. His ability to take this offense to another level was on display this week. That was without Debo Samuel. That was without Kyle Juszczyk. That was without Juwan Jennings. Um, and that's without Elijah Mitchell. And they're still able to put up over 30 points on this Rams team. It was great. Now, are the Rams one of the best teams in the league? No. Uh, but you got to beat the teams in front of you. And this is a good sign in moving the right direction. And you can kind of get an idea of what this offense is going to look like with Christian McCaffrey a part of it. So I'm excited. Anthony says, did the Rams just give up because Cooper Cup got hurt? No, I think they kind of gave up. They were down 17 with under four minutes left. The likelihood of coming back is not good. Um, so I think you're just making sure that you get out of the football game. And the 49ers broke their will in the second half. The Rams shut out in the second half. What a defensive performance and a defense that struggled a little bit in the first half. But they executed when they had to down the stretch and got it done. You got to love that. 49ers go into halftime down so is the narrative going to change now? The 49ers can start a second half losing and come back and win when you start to put up points like that. 21 unanswered points for the 49ers. What a game. Uh, so excited to see everyone in chat. What's up, CJ? Saying bang, bang, love it. Uh, CMC with a hat trick, right, Hunter? Oh, man, that, that the fact that he, he threw one, if you follow us on Twitter, I said, and he can pass. Uh, he throws one, he catches one, which... I don't know how many running backs are jumping up and making that kind of catch in the end zone spectacular. And then 
then we get the the run you know i mean i thought he was going to finish it off on the huge run up the middle and he breaks off to the sideline doesn't quite get in but then they power up and go over it uh so i love it and D wtm says that w felt so good michael humphrey what's going on mike i hope you're having a good one says what's going on coach it, it's going great right now going into a bye week knowing you're gonna have two weeks of positivity it's so exciting for me. I'm I'm really excited about the two weeks of positivity. They're going to have, you know, some time off this next week, uh, but they're going to get start preparing for the Chargers uh, next week. So that'll be fun. They don't have to leave California again. There's not a lot of travel on the 49ers horizon over the next several weeks. I think that's good news for the 49ers. Lusa, the CMC, the new Swiss Army knife, the crazy thing is he is. He can do it all. And you still got guys like Juszczyk, uh, and Debo Samuel, that can do it all as well. This is what Kyle's been going for with positionless players. Yeah, and and Ziggy says, that's the Jimmy I like. Uh, he did get lucky a couple of times, but I'll take it. Yes. Did he throw interception uh, you know, worthy passes? Yes. Jalen Ramsey wasn't able to secure those. Uh, the good news is Jimmy didn't throw more than that. He did not actually throw an interception. We'll take it. And I needed that because my wow, that's bold was that Jimmy Garoppolo was going to have no interception in this football game. No turnovers in this game. And Jimmy Garoppolo did just that. Thank you, Jimmy, for being on your P's and Q's and continuing your dominance over the Los Angeles Rams. Eight wins in the regular season for Jimmy Garoppolo against the Rams. Pretty ridiculous overall, but it's exciting. Brad says, was that P.I. on the opening drive on McLeod? To me, the defender never turned his head. You do have to, you do have to turn your head. Um... I don't know for sure if that was, you know, a, a penalty. They were kind of, you know, it was kind of interesting, right? It felt like the 49ers got a lot of penalties in this game. And then at one point I saw that Fox put up a thing and it was three penalties for eight yards, right? Because all those penalties were down in that one uh, drive where they're trying to score on the goal line. And the 49ers defense kept stepping up and then getting hit with a penalty and stepping up and getting hit with the penalty. And I thought, oh man, this is kind of frustrating. Uh, but they were able to fix it. Luckily, Tarvarius Ward was able to come back after what I'm guessing was a shoulder stinger. So uh, good news there. And uh, David V says, when CMC and Debo on the field together, oh man, I know I'm loving it. Um, I'm loving it. Uh, there's just going to be so much fun stuff. And you got Kittle getting involved at the end of the game. I, I looked over, I'm watching the game with my dad. I looked over uh, when they're up 24 to 14. And I said, if they throw the ball right here on third down, how Shannon trust Jimmy 100% to make the play? And they did it. And I mean, that was what was so great about the offense was the attention that Christian McCaffrey gets opens it up for so many other players. When Debo gets out there, imagine who else is going to be open. Ross Dwelly with the big play down the field. Yeah, just an exciting game, you know, and, and that's it. And Hunter says the Rams are the defending Super Bowl champs. You're right. Uh, until they're not, right? And you got to go in there and beat those teams. WTM says Coach Ant. We have the best coach in football. I refuse to think anything else. Well, he went out there and ex executed at a high level, you know, calling plays. He dialed up some really good things. He used his running backs very well. The two uh, tailback system with Jeff Wilson Jr. and Christian McCaffrey worked well. It, it wasn't just McCaffrey catching the ball in the backfield. It was Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, then on third and short, one time it was a, the quarterback sneak. Another time it was a fullback dive to running back Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, Kyle Shanahan was on point. You can tell that, you know, coming up with plays that involve Christian McCaffrey has definitely opened up the playbook. They can run outside. They can run inside. Uh, and Christian McCaffrey playing at Stanford and being able to run in that power scheme, he's very equipped to run behind pullers. He understands to be patient and when to accelerate. Those are all good things. I mean, you're seeing what can happen with Kyle Shannon with a dynamic running back and a guy that can really do it all. So, yeah, huge. Uh, Paul says... Jimmy still threw two very uh, interceptable balls that were dropped. What a difference that would have made. I'm excited that we won, though. Yeah, I think so. You know what I mean? You, there's opportunities um, for, for players to make plays. I mean, Tyler Higby didn't make a play. That could have been a huge first down. He dropped the football. Jalen Ramsey had opportunity for two interceptions. He dropped them. It's about the plays you make. you got to go out there and make those plays. And today, the Rams had opportunities, didn't make those plays, and Jimmy made them pay for it because Jimmy went out and executed on other plays and made some big time throws in this game. So yeah, there was some, those ooh moments from Jimmy Garoppolo. And there was like absolutely great plays from Jimmy. I did like, you know, like uh, Olsen pointed out, Greg Olsen, that he went through his progressions. One, two, three, boom. It was a uh, one, two, three, check down McCaffrey. Boom. 
he was doing a good job of doing that. And I, I thought that was very good. So I was excited. And then Lou says the D picked up their game today. I'm with you, Lou. Um, the defense did a good job in the second half. Some adjustments from D'Amico Ryans from the first half. And they slowed down Cooper Cup hugely in the second half. So props to D'Amico Ryans. Original game plan's not working. We've got to change it up. They did. Uh, you've seen some of the games they played with Fred Warner, that play where he knocks the ball away from Allen Robinson. The, the early reads in the game, I mean, Stafford thought Fred Warner was going to carry Cooper Cup, and Allen Robinson is going to be open over the middle. He did not, and then he makes a big play on it. And, I mean, that's a that's one of those ones that's it's close. You know, a foot to the towards Fred uh, Fred's direction, and that's an interception. So I think it's one of those things where these guys are making plays. And T.O. says, CMC score factory. Um, fantasy players all around are, are excited about Christian McCaffrey right now. Uh, Portola says, much needed by team trip to Cancun. I love the, I love that. That's funny. The Hunter says, silver lining is 3-0 in the NFC West. That is a huge. That is huge. And David Campbell says, just win, baby. WTM says, Coach Ant, what grade do you give the special teams today? I got to give them a really good grade. I'm going to give them an A minus. I thought they did fantastic today. Ray Ray McLeod made plays with the return game. Does he get touchdowns? No, uh, but he did a very good job of even the one that he caught at the five yard line. Is that a no, no And from coaching points? Yes. Put your heels at the 10 yard line, catch the ball there. If it goes over your head. You let it go. But in the grand scheme of things, he took it out outside of the 10 yard line and with the 49ers kind of struggles, you know, getting safeties this year, I thought that was a big play. It made Jimmy not have to play so deep, you know, from his own end zone. I thought Raven McLeod did a really good job. I thought overall uh, they mixed it up really good with their kickoffs. Some of them were directional. Some of them were out of the end zone. Uh, and then when they did get returns, they stopped Powell and those guys from having big returns. So overall, a really good job by the special teams. They got the you know the field goals, the extra points they needed to get. So I got to give them an A. I'm going to give them an A-. I think there's still areas they can get a little bit better. But overall, fantastic performance from the special teams. And this is supposed to be the 32nd best special teams in the league. I think they proved that that's not the case. Uh, and they're going to fix it. And I don't, I think that you know that's the thing. You need complementary football. So that's what they're going to keep working on. So uh, good question, though, WTM. David Campbell says, maybe four draft picks were not enough for CMC. It doesn't appear so. And, I mean, imagine how different this game is, uh, David, if CMC's on the Rams, right? They're a fourth-round pick away. They're a Sony Michelle trade in 2021 away from potentially being able to land Christian McCaffrey. And now the 49ers have him, and he ends up being a huge difference maker. Three, it counts for three touchdowns in this game. Brian Ayuk has another good game. Jimmy Garoppolo completes 84% of his passes. Ridiculous. Uh, but I guess that's what you can expect. I mean, so far over the last two seasons, 49ers struggling, find the Rams, find rhythm, get something going. Let's hope this continues what happened last year where the Niners went five of six following a Rams victory. If that happens, they'll be right in the mix of things again. Davis says, how do you prepare for CMC, Debo, Juice, and Kittle? It's difficult. What personnel grouping are you going to put your defense in? Are you coming out in nickel? Are you going to come out in your base 4-3? If you come out in base 4-3, you will have some sort of a matchup, either McCaffrey on a linebacker or you have Debo on a linebacker or Kittle. Uh, those are matchup problems. Uh, you motion out Kyle check to the outside. Now, do you cover him with a corner um, if you're playing zone or do you have to make some sort of switch? It puts so much pressure on a defense. Defensive coordinators are having nightmares right now. The Chargers are in a bye this week. They've got a game next week. I bet they wish their bye was the same time as the 49ers because they're going to have to figure something out. Uh, you have to get pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo. And, you know, was there pressure at times? Yes, we've seen Burford, you know, have the late. I think it was, I think Greg Olson did a good job of explaining why Burford was still looking inside as Jimmy's clapping to try to get the snap. Um, but they've got to make sure they, they protect Jimmy. If they do, I think Jimmy's going to be able to find weapons because now he has the ultimate check down into Christian McCaffrey. So good for the Niners. Theo says, Dwelly is so slow, LOL. Yeah, I actually joked on that one. I wish it was Kyle Juszczyk because he would have took it to the house. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, that's the thing. Croft, Dwelly, Warner, they're not really fast. It's its Kittle that's the fast guy. Everybody else, uh, not so much. So I'm sorry, Hugo. I hope you're having a good day. So what's up, TC? Well, going into work tomorrow, hungover, feel a lot better. Well, I hope you have a good one, Hugo. Uh, it's going to be a good night at least, right? At least it's going to be that. 
Uh, Lance Fua says, first time we've a final win a game with more than 10 points. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? They got it done. And, and Coach Tim says, all righty, dear fans, can we put the negativity aside and now get behind this team? All of them. Great halftime adjustments by all of our coaches. Let's go. Go 49ers. Yeah, and Mr. Corey says what my feelings have been. And can we just play the Rams every week? And can we leave McGlinchey in Los Angeles? Oh, gee, you had to take the shot at McGlinchey. You had to, right? Um, I think McGlinchey's got to keep working on his game. He knows that. I think his his self-awareness is important. Um, but, you know, I, I think that the Niners just need to build off of this performance. And I think some of the stress that Christian McCaffrey is going to present is going to afford them opportunities to make plays. And, I mean, the attention that Ayuk was getting in this game and the attention that Christian McCaffrey was getting in this game um, are are ex- important and, and very important to how the 49ers run offense here in the future. So uh, excited about it. Um, WTM says, Jeff Wilson for O-Lyman once Elijah gets back. Uh, I think they're still going to use Wilson. I, I know I know people want to trade him. I think they're going to use him in short yardage situations. You see him as a fullback today, running two tailbacks in the backfield. Yeah, it's probably going to be Elijah Mitchell and, and CMC, but having Jeff Wilson Jr. there is important. I mean, some of the runs he makes, I mean, it, it, he's better in spot duty, but having those three guys together, why not? Just in case something happens and you suffer an injury, somebody goes down. So, yeah. And uh, what's up? Josh says, 40 yards forever says, the power of effective check down can do miracles. I'm with you. And the, the intelligence of Christian McCaffrey to find open spots, right? I mean, that one, he's out. He's not even supposed to be in the play. Motion's out. He's trying to draw coverage so you can get it to the back of the end zone. And all of a sudden, he continues up the field and he beats that corner stuck in that vertical stretch, gets to the end zone and jumps, I mean, out of this building and makes the catch. Uh, It's a fantastic play. I loved it. And a lot of that's the intelligence of Christian McCaffrey. When Kyle Shanahan talked about him being kind of the offensive version of Nick Bosa as far as coming from you know, the family, the NFL family, and having that intelligence and just the work ethic. I think he's going to be huge for this football team down the stretch. I loved it. Lord 99 says, Jimmy G has been playing solid. Uh, this downward skid played great today. It was awesome to see the defense make adjustments that come through. Yeah, exactly what you needed, right? Coaches stepped up, players stepped up, and they got it done. And Tom said, oh my God, we finally played for the kill. Imagine what happens when we get healthy. They did, right, Thomas? That was fantastic. Uh, they have the opportunity there just to kick the field goal, go up 27-14, leave the Rams in the football game. But no, Kyle Shanahan schemes it up. Ray Cloud comes down, blocks. They move the pocket to the left. Who are you going to cover? Christian McCaffrey? Or you're in a vertical stretch. Are you going to come up on McCaffrey? Or are you going to stay over the top and get uh, George Kittle on the over route? And he decides to come up on McCaffrey thinking, this is Jimmy G. He's not going to make that throw. And Jimmy makes an absolute spot-on throw, moving to his left. Gets his feet set. Gotta love it. I mean, there's just nothing more to say. You got to love it. Mr. Corsa, Jeff Wilson Jr. shouldn't be traded unless it's for a second or third round. Elijah Mitchell is a bonus nobody's to depend on. I'm with you about keeping Jeff Wilson Jr. The only way I'm not about keeping Jeff Wilson Jr. is if I'm getting some really good cornerback uh, back. Uh, I don't know what I'm getting from, you know, Jason Verrett. I thought Diomino Lenore did a good job today. But I'm still not a huge fan of Jimmy Ward playing the nickel. Jimmy Ward's doing the best he can. I'm very appreciative of that. But I think he's a safety. And I I think he would be better for the 49ers to be at safety. But can you get a cornerback? If there's no one available, of course, you don't make any moves. But uh, would I love to keep Jeff Wilson Jr. and still be able to get a corner? Yes. But if Wilson has to be a part of that deal, I would do it. Because we have a championship caliber team. And this defense was so good with Emmanuel Mosley. How good would they be with like a Stephon Gilmore or somebody playing corner? I'm just saying that. Uh, Paul says, it was nice to see the 49ers turned in on the second half, something we haven't really seen this year. It was. It was full, I mean, full gas. It was all gas, no breaks for the offense. They got they got after it. It was Kyle Shanahan never, you know, pulled off until that four-minute drive where he ran to Christian McCaffrey three times. Other than that, he stayed on it. Uh, he kept a nice mix of run to pass. He took what the defense gave him. He got the ball out to his playmakers and let them make plays. And today, when you don't have a lot of offensive weapons, uh, he still found shots down the field to Ray McLeod, but also made sure he got the ball into Jeff Wilson Jr., Christian McCaffrey, and Brandon Ayuk's hands so they can make plays. And when the time needed to, uh, when you need that big play, here came George Kittle. They had the screen pass early, and then Kittle was kind of quiet. And then uh, he had the one where he got you know, the defense to kind of jump on McCaffrey. He hit Kittle up the seam. 
Kittle's going to have those plays. When Debo's inserted back in this offense, Kittle's going to even be more dynamic. So uh, that was good. And I hope everyone enjoyed watching Fred Warner. I thought Warner played good. I haven't had too much problems with Warner's play, but I thought Warner flashed today. I'm sure that'll make a lot of people excited. Uh, 49ers Faithful says, perfect type of win to take into a bye week. Too bad we don't see Bosa versus Bosa after the bye. That would have been fun for near, uh, name factor, but to be honest, I don't want to see Bosa and Khalil Mack rushing opposite of, opposite of each other. I just never want to see that. Uh, Bo Joey Bosa and Nick Bosa are just fantastic. It was good to see Bosa get the sack. Uh, he was playing tough and playing hard, so that was good to see. Traffic says the best part about this win is the bye week coming up. Got time to get healthier. The league should officially be on notice. I love it. Love to hear it. Um, Olivia says, yep, yep, Jeff Wilson Jr. has value. He does have value. Good call, uh, for sure. And Paul says, loves how Eldorado Hills uh, Dwelly protected the ball instead of going for glory and a touchdown. Yeah, Eldorado Hills, uh, Ross Dwelly, local kid, uh, making some plays. So you, you got to love it. Ross Dwelly's uh, one of those guys that he did a lot today. It was the 2019 version of Ross Dwelly playing fullback in place of Kyle Juszczyk, making plays down the field. You love to see it. You love to see it. And and I think that's exciting. Um, Dwelly getting it done. So we needed that. WTM says, Armstead, how big of a difference would Armstead have made if he played today? Huge. The first half of the game against the Rams uh, in week four, Armstead helped stuff the run. That's the thing. The 49ers aren't, you know, just getting some guys back. They're getting a lot of guys back. Uh, so I think it'll be exciting once we get some of those guys back. They're going to make big plays. Olivia says, my only thing up is, is up double digits. I'm running somebody else but 23. I'm with you, okay? So when they got to that four-minute drive, I, too, was for taking Christian McCaffrey out, running Jeff Wilson Jr., TDP, or Jordan Mason for sure. So we are in agreement on that. I don't know exactly why Kyle did that, but you know, seeing Cooper Cup go down at the end of the game, why was he in the game? You do ask yourself those questions. Um, so I don't know exactly what the four yards were trying to do unless they were trying to work on their four-minute offense with McCaffrey because it's hard to simulate that in practice. That's the only thing I can think with Kyle leaving and Christian McCaffrey because you're going to get into more games where you're going to have to run the ball in your four-minute offense. You're going to be able to have to execute with Christian McCaffrey in there. So I'm, uh, that's what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm playing the positive role, but I would have done the same thing. I probably would have pulled out Christian McCaffrey. Just don't risk it. Mr. Corsa, did you see Banks block on that McCaffrey run? He continues to shine. Aaron Banks is consistently playing as one of the best guards in the league. So the 49ers had an absolute hit letting Lakin Tomlinson leave and, and replacing him with Aaron Banks. And so far have not had the same thing with DJ Jones on the defensive side of the football. So it worked on one side. They tried it on both. It did not work. Let's see if it ends up panning out. Let's see if they can figure something out. But I thought the D-line did good. But this is against a Rams offense that struggles to run the football. If if you play a team like Atlanta that can run the football, you need those inside guys. Maybe they know that Armstead and Kinlaw are going to come back and play well. I'm just very leery right now about Kinlaw's knee. Not about his play. When he's out there, he's fantastic. But can he stay healthy? That's that's kind of what I'm worried about. So, um, Brad says, I loved Ayuk's game. It seemed very... or Every time you got the ball, he was... Uh, yakking it up. He did. Ayuk made plays, and he's the reason that Ross Tuoli gets wide open. Both DBs jumped Brandon Ayuk on the out pattern. Jimmy Garoppolo set his feet. He planned on throwing it there, then reset and threw it to Ross Tuoli. And then what I love about what Jimmy did was he put air under the football. He didn't try to make too fine of a throw. He made sure he got it completed to Ross Tuoli and ends up being over a 50-yard gain and a huge play. Marvin Rose says, how many rushing yards today did McCaffrey have? I do not know that for sure. So if someone could put that in chat, really appreciate it. I kind of just went straight from watching it to jumping in. I didn't really check the stats, to be honest, but that's a good question, Marvin. And if someone could let us know, that'd be great. Uh, Mr. Corsi says, if McCaffrey's on the Rams, we lose. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, I mean, it was a big move for the 49ers, and it worked out. Uh, 49ers Faithful says, needed a Fred Warner game, and we got it. Yeah, and once again, he shines in coverage. He's been very good in coverage in the 2022 season. I think where he struggles sometimes is in the run fits, and a lot of that's because they don't have the interior defensive presence they've had over the last couple of years or and, and, and the start of the season. But I think they're going to be able to work this thing out. We're going to get Armstead back here pretty soon. That's going to help Fred in the run game. It'll also help with Greenlaw. 
Uh, Oren Burks, I know he had the he gave up the touchdown. That's a tough place to, for him to be in, but uh, he was flying around and he held up. Oren Burks held up in this game where you don't have Dre Greenlaw. The last time they played the Rams, Greenlaw had 15 tackles, and you had to replace that, and they did. 49ers, you know, did a very good job of overcoming injury to win. Um, so it's really good. Uh, Mr. Croy says, uh, Ombre, it's talking about Ombre Thomas. Ombre Thomas, you know, he's one of those guys where, you know, it's it seemed like last year at the end of the year, he at least had showed some things. And then this year, he's just he's just not there. Uh, so Blur says, who are we getting back after the bye? This team will be back to dominance when we get the right pieces back. So I don't know for sure who we're getting back. Elijah Mitchell is set to come back. That was the target Kyle Shannon said a couple weeks ago. There were no setbacks, and he expected Elijah Mitchell back then. Eric Armstead could potentially be back, but that's unknown. They haven't really talked a lot about his injury. Jason Vrett is on the active 53-man roster, but two extra weeks, you have to think he is potentially going to be somebody that could be back for that game. We're getting close to the time where Demetrius Flanagan Fowles comes back to Colton McKivitz comes back. Those guys could be chargers. It could be a couple weeks after that, but slowly all those injured guys are coming back and Kinlaw is going to become, be eligible to come off IR pretty soon. So it is nice to see them getting healthy. How many actually are ready to go for the bye week? I say the one probably for sure is Elijah Mitchell. After that, it's kind of, it's going to be here or there, um, but potentially it could be all of them or it could be just some. So uh, they could bring any of those guys back. Hugo says, honestly, it seems like the 49ers have the value in Jefferson Jr. Crazy as it seems, the 49ers have four starting running backs when they include Debo. I'm with you. I like I love it. I love it, Hugo. Brad says, oh, my God, it looks like we have come through with this game without an injury. Uh-oh, right? Here we go. It's November football. Hopefully no more injuries. I love it. Nias TV says, what grade would you give Trent Williams today? I think Trent Williams got a solid B. I think he's still working his way back from injury. I don't think this is A plus Trent Williams kind of game, but I thought he did enough. He made some run blocks. He did good in the past game. Wasn't you know perfect, but I thought he did a really good job. So yeah, I, I would say that. I, I'm going with that, Nias. But that's a good question. We got a super chat from Jag. Says when special teams D and offense play well, we win. You're 100 right, Jag. I mean, that's it. That is complimentary football at its best. And, and that's what you have to do to win in the NFL. And if the 49ers can put an offense, defense, and special teams out there that consistently plays well, they're going to win a lot of football games because they're highly talented. Very talented football team. Biggie says, what's up, Faithful? Didn't get to watch, but listen to it. Sounds great. Sounded like CMC went off. How about Jimmy? Jimmy played well. So, Siggy, Jimmy had two throws that could have been intercepted by Jalen Ramsey. Uh, both of them, Jalen Ramsey undercut a route. One, he was looked like he was blitzing off the slot. He fell off, jumped up. He bobbled the ball, didn't pick it. In the first quarter, he had one where he undercut a route and should have intercepted it. Besides that, Jimmy Garoppolo was on point today. Jimmy Garoppolo made some big-time throws. He got the offense into the right calls. It was a good performance by Jimmy. He had 84% completion percentage. So there was the two scary throws you can't have those. Well, hopefully those will get cleaned up. We don't have those anymore. But oh, on the other side, really good from Jimmy. Really good. So you got to be excited about that. Yeah, and Fortnite Fizzle says, love how we make the Rams crumble on the field and sidelines, right? It's like now that the 49ers are in their head, it feels like every single time they get down, it, it they start they start struggling. They start mouthing off. They start kind of going after each other. Uh, so yeah, and uh, big, Paul says his arm says sh it, sh for sure coming back after the break. I don't know for sure. They have not given that up. Um, Hugo G says was Warner injured? I don't think Charlie was injured. I think they just went a different route, but I don't know that for sure. Um, if maybe they'll say that in the injury report. Scory says, can we get DJ Jones back? Uh, to DJ for Kinlaw? I don't think we can, but I would love that. You know, and with with the Colts losing today, potentially. There could be some trade partner action there. If you're looking to get a cornerback, Stephon Gilmore um, is, has a favorable contract. If you want to have him for this year, he's not too expensive. Then you want to release him before next year. Uh, the cap hit is not very big. So uh, something to keep in mind. I don't know if the 49ers really want to trade any more draft capital, but uh, if you're really going in all in on a win, you have to make sure you get players you know that can do it and get it done. If you feel comfortable with Lenore, then roll with him. I, I'm okay with that. I just worry about the nickel. Mr. Corey says, when Kinlaw's out there, he's fantastic. 
yeah, he plays good when he's out there. The problem is when he's not out there, uh, and he's not out there very much because he's injured. So uh, he does a pretty good job against the run, Mr. Corey. Do you argue that he doesn't play well against the run? Because uh, he does. And, and really, that's what his job is as a zero tech, is to play against the run and be a run stopper. Armstead's a three tech. He's going to put a little bit more pass rush out there. And then Kinlock comes off the field for third down. So you can go to your uh, hybrid packages where you put Charles Aminahue out there and Drake Jackson. So, yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to stick by my statement. You can you can cry and laugh face. Go turn on the film and watch him in run game, run fits. He's good. Uh, Tommy Huxley says CMC is a cheat code. I'm with you, Tommy. Absolutely. Uh, Paul says Huff, uh, Huff maintaining his composure with somebody in his face was awesome with the 15 yards. Uh, yeah, Talano Hufanga mentally is so strong. I mean, he's he's not going to be shook. If there's going to be somebody that they get into their face with, we're good. So uh, I'm good with it. And Donald says, I'm looking forward to having Debo and CMC together. I am too. I don't want to get robbed. We got robbed of seeing Verrett with Mosley and all that. I don't want to get robbed of this. And then Naya says, uh, Coach, who do we miss more, Kinlaw or Mosley? It's Mosley. Usually Mosley. With Mosley out there, D'Amico Ryans had freedom to leave Tarverius Ward and Emmanuel Mosley on islands and allow safeties to fly around, linebackers to fly around. He took chances because he knew that they could lock down the outside corners or at least compete. Uh, so it, it is Mosley for sure. Um, we're not going to have Mosley back. I don't know exactly how you recover. One of those ways you could is by getting a big run stopper in there like Kinlaw. For reasons like the Rams running the ball on second down, when it's second and nine and all of a sudden they get second, you know, the third and four, that's a convertible down. If you have big run stoppers like Armstead and Kinlaw, you prevent them from getting that. Maybe it's third and seven. Uh, that changes a lot. You know, that the tackle at the sticks by like Hufanga on that play by Allen Robinson, that's they only got to pick up four. Imagine if that's seven, it's not a first down. Uh, so I, I think we just got to remember that those, those little yards play a big difference in very successful defense. Uh, so there is more ways than one to skin a cat, but you have to figure out the best way to do it. And uh, I think the best way would be for that. Um, Tommy says 3-0 in the vision, baby. Uh, yeah, the, the, it says the Valents are frauds. I agree. Um, Mr. Corey says Zizal Shire. It shouldn't be that far. I mean, him, him, Elijah Mitchell, and Colt McKibbs, all the same injury that all happened within a few weeks of each other. So depending on recovery, how it goes, they should be coming back over the next several weeks. Uh, so I'm hoping we get Aziz Alshire back by the Cardinals game in Mexico City. That would kind of be the target for him, I think. Would I love to see him come back for the Chargers? Absolutely. But once again, I'm gonna value chart. I'm gonna value Cardinals game over Chargers. Chargers game is in the AFC. Cardinals game is division. The 49ers go four and zero in division uh, and beat the Cardinals. I mean, they're gonna put the Cardinals in a world of hurt. And that if they win that football game. So that's a huge game for sure. And Fortnite's Faithful comes through with a solid comment. Elijah Mitchell is key for CMC longevity. It is. Those two guys being able to spell each other and not losing a lot in the run game. Now, Elijah Mitchell's not Christian McCaffrey, but um, those two guys together is a dynamic one-two punch. And where one guy has the elusiveness, Elijah Mitchell has the ability to go through these like little tiny gaps, but both guys are very equipped to run cash in and system. And you can play those guys in the backfield together, but you're right. Though Them being able to spell each other is going to keep Christian McCaffrey healthy for the long run. They had to lean on McCaffrey for this game, knowing that he's going to have a bye week, he's going to have a couple weeks off, and then you're going to get Debo Samuel back. You're going to get Elijah Mitchell back. So they probably leaned on him more than they wanted to in this game. But knowing you had that rest period coming, you could do so. And that's why they were able to overcome the uh, injuries that have been you know, kind of forcing them into playing really shorthanded. Uh, Brad says, what do you think of the commentators talk about why they are switching Brunskill in and out with Burford? I did find that very interesting. I, I thought that it was all about keeping Brunskill involved, keeping Brunskill sharp uh, and giving him looks. But if it's to keep Burford, um, you know, healthy and, and rested because he didn't, he's going to probably play, you know, a 17 game season and he's coming from college where he wasn't equipped to do so. It's interesting. I mean, if it works, it works, right? Uh, so far, I haven't seen a huge drop between Brunskill and, and Burford. I do see some confusion sometimes with Burford. You know, and Brendo, we got the one today. But overall, he does pretty good. So if it's working, why not? Um, it's not a bad thing to have interchangeable parts. As long as the guys can keep chemistry and keep the talking going between each one of them, yeah, then why not do it? It's always better to have rest. 
Defensive linemen rotate all the time. Offensive linemen don't, which puts offensive linemen at a disadvantage. If you can do that at some positions, why not do it? Then you start getting some of that advantage back. And maybe they would start doing that if Cole McKibbs came back with McGlinchey. Who knows? Uh, but Chris Furster is willing to do it, and so far it's working. So why not? Uh, Jan says, you're not wrong, my guy. Thanks, Jan. I always appreciate when you come through. Welcome. Tommy says, Diamond Hands Welly. Wow, Diamond Hands. I haven't heard that one yet, but we can roll with that. Mr. Chorus says, Colts lost again today. Time for them to give us Gilmore. I'm with you, especially when I looked at his financial. Uh, and he's only, you know, he's, he's what, 7.2 this year, so you got to prorate it. So it wouldn't be a full a full $7 million. It'd probably be like three and a half. And then you take in the account that you could cut him at the end of the year with only a $2 million cap hit. Yeah, to me, that makes sense. Uh, so I'm, I'm with you. Um, Tommy says, can we beat the Beagles, though? They look good, man. Um, maybe. I mean, well, that's right. We'll, we'll see. Uh, the thing is, is you don't know if you're going to get there because you don't know what the matchups are going to be. You know, just because Philly's undefeated right now, it doesn't mean when you get to the NFC Championship game that it's going to be the Philadelphia Eagles. It could be someone else, you know? Uh, so that's the thing. Is it's like, is, if, if they're there, yeah, you have to somewhat, you know, think about it. Like, potentially, um, it could be. But, um, I mean, you just don't know. They could get beat by someone else because it's all about matchups. And I think that's what's interesting is finding these guys – you know, getting them in, you know, uh, or these teams, and you find matchups that go one way or the other. So uh, I think that's that's what it's about, is just matchups. And the Niners may never see Philly. Philly might not be there. Last year, the Rams, they weren't the number one seed. Or Niners, they weren't the number one seed. So, I mean, you're right. The Eagles are, they're, they're playing really well. They look really good. Um, but we just don't know how the season is going to go. So, uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, Jan says, does this mean the Niners are back on top of the division? I don't know. Did did Seattle win? Does anyone know if Seattle won? If Seattle won, they're first in the division. The good news is, as long as the 49ers stay one game away from Seattle, they play each other again, and the Niners have, you know, have won a division game against them. So if the Niners were to win and sweep them, then they win the division. So that's something to keep into account. Uh, Travis says, it's so scary how CMC played only two weeks into the playbook. Right, and what's nice about it is, as you go into these games, I hope get a, a bigger understanding over the bye week. You have game plans, and the game plans are very small portions of the playbook. You don't you go in with things that work against this team, this skill set, these this personnel, so it's easier. What he had to do was learn the verbiage. Once he learned the verbiage, then it was a lot easier to figure out you know what to do. So that was the stress last week was learning what what each call meant what each term meant once he got that these these smaller practice plans are easier and then he can work on the side about picking up the greater offense so that is what's nice about once you start working these guys in it's initially a stressful thing but then it goes good and uncle rob says great day at levi south it was and lots of red jerseys out there you love to see it um and so, yeah, so, so people are coming through telling me that Seattle won. Google account says Seahawks leading the division. Uh, says, bro, this reminds me of last year. Exactly around this time, we had to get right game against the, uh, against the Bears to go three and five. You're right. You know, and that's the thing. It, there's similarities. Let's hope the same sort of thing happens, except this time they have some more dynamic weapons that Kyle Shanahan can use. So, uh yeah it's it's gonna be a lot of fun wtm says is debo eliminated from backfield carries now with with all this depth no what it does is change it so it's gonna be more strategic it's gonna be more exotic when debo carries the ball mccaffrey will handle most of the debo role and then when you get those two guys in the backfield what are you gonna do what so it's gonna be more uh varied in what he does but it, you can be more exotic with those looks and so no he's gonna still get carries but it won't be like you had to count on him before you had like you before you have Christian McCaffrey now that you can count on. And then he's more of a change up. So I think that's where the dynamic changes happen. Um, <laughs> we got some funny stuff going in chat. Uh, gotta love the, gotta love the heavyweight chat, uh, comments. Love that. Mr. Corey. Okay. They won. So Seattle's in first place, but I think the four years have got to feel comfortable, even though they're in second place in the division, they, they got to feel good about where they're at because they have a win over Seattle and they play Seattle again. So as long as you keep pace with them, you, you can overtake them. And I think that's good news. And it keeps the 49ers, you know, in the thick of things. And we all know if the 49ers play at their potential, 
they can definitely hang with any team in this league, especially Seattle. So I don't think the 49ers are really worried about the Seattle Seahawks overall right now. What they are worried about is the Chargers. You just got to get this thing rolling. Go Chargers, Cardinals. Chargers, Cardinals. They're going to focus on the Chargers. You get that win, and you're on the right track. Pulse is a great win, an important win, but win against the Lambs who haven't played that well this year. We got to keep it in context. Of course, we have half the other uh, half our teams either. Yeah, I mean, you always have to keep it in context. But when it's division matchups, it, that's why it's so big. Because when you win in your division, it counts as it, almost more of a win than before. Uh, have the 49ers played consistently good this year? No, it's been hit and miss. But what I think it shows is that they still could be the top team in the division. You play six division games. Warriors have won three of them. They've already won half those division games. Now, do are they going to sweep? I don't know. Uh, a big win against the Cardinals would do wonders. So I'm kind of kind of excited about this. I think this is a big win for the Niners. Uh, so we'll see. <laughs> uh, Uncle Rob says this game was McCaffrinated. <laughs> well played. I, I love the play on words. I saw a lot of good ones on Twitter. Those are some good stuff. Um, yeah, and like, you know, like 49ers Faithful said, it was a team coming off a bye whose preparation was for the 49ers. This, of course, is McCaffrey had 94 yards on 18 carries, 5.4 yards of pop. That's how you get it done. Means the 49ers rushed for over 100 yards in this football game. Jimmy Garoppolo threw for over 200 yards, had two touchdowns, no interceptions, 84% completion rate. That is effective, efficient offense. That's what to get excited about. Uh, do I think they won the Super Bowl because they won this game? No. But do I think they're headed in the right direction? Yes. And that's what's uh, exciting about this game. Travis says, also shout out to the awareness of the 49ers recovering uh, the two times they fumbled, even though it got ruled no catch. Phil, it might have been a catch in the Rams recovered, though. Uh, you're right. I mean, the one bounced right to Ray Ray McLeod, and he caught it. That was that was a crazy play. Uh, it was And watching McCaffrey's technique, he actually did a very good job of covering the football. It wasn't for lack of trying. He just got absolutely blistered, and the ball came out. You could see him very upset about it. Uh, that is something that I know he'll work on, but you're right. That was pivotal. The 49ers came up with those plays in this game, and they could be the difference. Those would have been huge turnovers. Oh, yeah. Well well, well said, Traffic, for sure. Uh, Jag with a $2 Super Chat says, Debo and McCaffrey will supercharge our offense. I love it, Jag. Well played. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. I, I predicted the 49ers were going to score over 30 points in this game. I thought they were going to get 34. They got 31. I thought they were going to give up 19. They only gave up 14. They did better than I thought on defense. Uh, almost as good on offense. I'll take it. I was super excited about it. Uh, it, it was a good one. And the 49ers definitely executed at a high level. And 49ers said no Mike Williams, most likely. That's unfortunate for him, but good news for the 49ers. One less weapon to worry about. Mr. Corey says, keep it in context. We swept the Rams this year. They won the Super Bowl. I love it, Mr. Corey. Why not be getting excited, right? Uh, Golden says, CMC at Chico, perfect way to head into the bye. I'm with you. Golden, it's going to be a much more comfortable next two weeks with the 49ers going in 4-4 four and four with an exciting, uh, explosive win over the Rams and a one where you know they kind of dispel a lot of the narratives. They were able to score in the second half. They were able to continue to put up touchdowns, not field goals. I think that was a very good thing. Uh, D'Amico Ryans, you know, adjusting in the second half. Kyle Shanahan adjusting in the second half. So I love it. Uh, Hugo G says, well, what by next week? What am I going to do? Church or work? <laughs> yeah, you got decisions to make. Michael Fries said, I'm back. Kyle got loose for a bit. Hopefully he opens up the offense completely. Uh, yeah, it would be nice to see him completely start. I think having more, you know, uh, comfortability with Jimmy Garoppolo in this offense and also just the kind of things that get opened up for Christian McCaffrey. We talked about the linebackers opening up horizontally, the offense opening up vertically. They've just been consistent. Jimmy's been willing to take shots downfield. With the addition of McCaffrey, it spreads the defense out horizontally to cover him. And I think with that, it allows more opportunities to get the ball to some of your playmakers. And with Debo, it's going to be even worse. We didn't get to see a full thing last week against Kansas City because McCaffrey wasn't fully in this offense. But now I think we're going to see. So I'm uh I'm definitely ready for it. Uh Google account says easier said than done, but the second half is what the Niners um need to do every game. Control the clock, let the D rest. It's a recipe for wins all the time. You're right. And that's it, right? It was consistent, steady D 
down the field, moving, moving, moving the ball. And thank you, everyone, for re-upping your membership. Uh, Jay Hill, Cyrus, Seth, really appreciate everyone uh, upping your memberships for another month. Uh, great supporters of the program. Really appreciate all the support that we get. So thank you. Uh, Siggy says four and four us way better than three and five momentum going into the bye week big win. I'm with you. It, it, it feels even bigger than before. And you know, it's because they beat the Rams and you know, that's one of those things where you're four and four. Yeah. You're 500. You have nine games left and, and you, you know, win more games and you lose and you finish with a nine and, you know, nine and eight record. But if you have, you know, a couple games go your way and you win, you know, a good amount, next thing you know, you're, winning the division and getting a, a first round playoff game. I mean, that's, that's cl how close you are because of this win. So, um, Fortnite faithful says making second half adjustments is something we should do more often. Yeah. It was, it wasn't just making second half adjustments, but executing on those. I feel like they do make them. It's just, sometimes they don't execute those plans, but they were able to get it done in this game and they did a good job. Uh, Mr. Corson, Fortnite fans don't need to have sympathy for anybody else's injuries. You're probably right. I just have sympathy for everyone's injuries because I don't like to see people get hurt. I like to see things decided on the field, but um, this is kind of how it rolls, right? Uh, Michael Humphrey says, the perfect offense is CMC and Mitchell in the backfield with Debo running a jet sweep. Who are you going to guard? That should have Kittle and Ayuk open in single coverage. That will put amazing stress on linebackers and safeties to be able to know where to go. And with that sort of formation, what do you run? Do you run a base 4-3 where it creates mismatches all over the field? Or do you run a nickel? If you run a nickel, is that a mismatch in the blocking game where you can run the football? If Elijah Mitchell and Christian McCaffrey are able to get some sort of a block for each other, or you can get George Kittle to make a block, um, you can create some lanes for you to be able to run the football. So it puts a lot of pressure on the defense. So you're right. Those personnel groupies and exotic looks are what's going to be difficult for a lot of teams to be able to handle. And I think that's what, what Kyle Shanahan has been envisioning for a while is what they could do with the offense with all these some parts together. And now we're finally going to get to see it. So I think that's good news for the 49ers. Um, and Jan says, now imagine Trey comes back. Uh, when Trey comes back next year, the offense could be 11 on 11 football, and that's going to be tough. Even more pressure with a guy like Christian McCaffrey, who's absolutely explosive for sure. Mr. Corsi says, I think my boy Ebicom has been slowed by the Achilles. I agree. Um, he still had some pretty nice plays, but you're right. This is going to be a nice stretch for him. The next two weeks to be able to get healthy, I think that's going to be highly beneficial. I'm excited. Brass is only one more game left on turf. That's a huge stat, right? I mean, that's huge. Uh, that 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 could be big for the 49ers moving forward and for the rest of the season. SL says CMC, what a great performance. It was. He did it all, SL. He made all the plays that he needed to make. It was exciting. It was fun. Uh, and that's exactly why you go make a move and you give up as many picks as you get because... A player of Christian McCaffrey's ability can change a game and he can change a season outlook. There's a lot of people that are ready to write off the 49ers. I don't think those people are still existing right now because Christian McCaffrey was explosive. This offense looked good. And now it puts the 49ers in the right direction moving forward. And everyone's optimistic, which I like. Um, and if you're not optimistic, why not? Be optimistic. Have fun. Uh, root for your football team. I know that you know we have a tendency to want to go negative in 49er land sometimes, but why? Enjoy it. Have fun with it. It's exciting to see the 49ers win football games. Of course, this is this, this and, and now my Pistons blowing out Golden State. Ooh, didn't know you're a Pistons fan. Well done, Mr. Corey. Dag says we have an easier travel schedule for the last nine games. We do. Not a lot of trips out of California, which is nice. Um, it's going to be good for the 49ers. They have some favorable matchups, have some teams that are struggling right now. It doesn't mean by the time they play them, those teams will be struggling, but you're hopeful that you can go ahead and win those games. So um, I think this schedule stacks up pretty nice for the 49ers going down the stretch and going into the season. It didn't look that way. I mean, when you see teams like New Orleans and Tampa Bay, you're like, oh man, but you know, those teams are struggling a little bit. I know New Orleans got off against the, the Raiders today, but um, still there, you know, you can make some things happen. SLS is definitely good. We have Christian McCaffrey and they didn't. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, that's part of the big part of the trade is not just getting McCaffrey, but keeping him away from the Rams because McCaffrey would have been dynamic in their offense as well. Um, they they definitely needed that. Hugo G says, and is CMC a one-year thing or the Fire's looking long-term for him? They're looking long-term. He's gonna be a, a big piece of this offense. I thought it was interesting. You know, they talked about the sideline. Um, they talked, I think it was Aaron Andrews talked about Jed York. And Debo Samuel going up to him and saying, great move. 
Uh, and Jed York saying, I can't wait to see you two together. And Debo Samuel saying, man, that was a great move. So I, I think he's going to be here for a while. This is what Kyle Shanahan wanted when he drafted Debo Samuel and Jalen Hurd back-to-back. This is the kind of thing he wanted. And now he's got even a more elite caliber player in Christian McCaffrey. Um, and he's, now he's going to be able to do what he wanted to do in his offense. And it could be very, very scary for all teams. Brad Jones says, not to mention six out of nine games at home. Gotta love that, right? And, uh, you know, I mean, one of those games is at Mexico City. That's a neutral site. You gotta love that overall. It's good news for the 49ers. And optimism, you know, optimism in 49er land. What's up, John? How's it going? San Francisco in the house. I'm so glad Jimmy and the guys showed up the way they did. Big ups to the trifecta that CMC had, right? I mean, two weeks and he's already in the record books for the 49ers. That's how you get it done. That's how you make a name for yourself in a new location. 23 jerseys are going to be sold out all year long. And you know what? Christian McCaffrey's that guy. I love it. And um, Michael Humphrey says, I've never, I'm never negative on the 49ers. I'm patient. Like Dante Johnson, 40 yards player. <laughs> I mean, well played. Well played, Michael. I love that for sure. That That's well done. Uh, well, well done right there. That's a great analogy. 49er Fogey says, optimism is always king. I love it. Always nice when Gary comes through. How's it going, Gary? I hope you're having a good day. I hope you enjoyed watching the game. I don't know if you went to Heathen or what, what you were doing, but I hope you had a good one. Donald Johnson says, Brad uh, Brad Jones, Niners play like they did today. Rest of the season, they'll win a lot of home and away games. I'm with you. If you play like you did today, solid offense, solid defense, and then timely special teams, uh, it's going to be tough to beat. It's going to be tough to beat. And you know no Niner fans will be traveling to Vegas. And depending on how the Raiders are doing, that place might turn red real quick. So, yeah, that one's going to be cool. And of course, is that Vernon Davis you're repping at? No, this is a George Kittle. This is this is Mr. Kittle. Uh, when I started getting back into jerseys, this was the first one that I got. I'm, I love Kittle. I mean, the dude's exciting. Uh, so, no, it's not a Vernon. It's a Kittle. From that, that era, I didn't really buy a lot of jerseys. I do have a Frank Gore jersey. Uh, but I, I kind of went away from jerseys for a while. I kind of, back when I was younger, I had like, you know, the Montanas and the Rice and all that. And then I kind of went away from it. And then, you know, in this uh, tenure, the Kyle Shanahan tenure, I kind of started getting back into it. The only jersey I really wish I had, or there's a couple, but one that I really wish I had from that was the Justin Smith jersey. I always said I was going to get one and I never did. And I think that would have been cool to have. SL says, everyone blames Jimmy for everything yet. The last four games in context, he's been he played very well. I think quarterbacks in general are easy targets. I mean, they're the number one guys on the team. When they play great, they get all the props. You know, when they play good, you know, somewhat good to mediocre, they're gonna get criticized. If they play bad, they get I mean, they just get scorched. Um, I think Jimmy's an easy target a lot of times. Um, Jimmy has you know, these plays that you're just you scratch your head, and then he has plays you're like, whew. You know, so, I mean, that's the thing. If you can get rid of the head-scratching plays, the ones like like today where Jalen Ramsey almost had picks, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, can play at some of the highest level. And now that you've got the weapons around him, uh, he's going to be tough. And I think that's good news. The one thing about him, he doesn't he doesn't waver and is pretty steadfast in what he believes. So um hoping that's going to be good. Hugo says, my folks in Mexico City telling me that that's going to be a home game for them interesting okay i i I, that would be fun i i with it all red in that stadium i would love that sl that critical third and goal i was praying jimmy don't throw a pick and td to kittle yeah i actually had a lot of belief and confidence in that one i thought he was going to get it done Uh, i was surprised he rolled him left but what a great throw yeah and gary did watch the game at the heathen heading back home i'm sure that was electric and exciting i hope you had fun gary hope that was a good one for sure Matthew says, sorry if this is off topic, but I'm I'm just popping in. Does anyone think the CMC will survive the rest of the year with this much usage? Uh, Matthew, I don't think this is going to be the continued usage. I think they used him more than they normally would today because they didn't have uh, Debo Samuel. They didn't have Elijah Mitchell, Kyle Juszczyk, and they knew they had a bye week. I think if this was a normal game, they wouldn't use him this much. So I don't think this is going to be the amount of touches he gets. I think you'll see it tapered off a little bit when they play the Chargers, just when they have all their weapons together. Um, but we've seen them have to lean on other guys before. Jeff Wilson Jr. carrying the ball over 20 times in the game or Debo Samuel getting more touches than he normally would. You have to kind of go back and forth. So I think they did use a lot knowing they were going to have a rest period for Christian McCaffrey because, no, he can't hold up with this 
consistent amount of carries and touches. Um, but for this game, it was pivotal. Uh, he needed to do that, and he did it. Uh, Mr. Course says, I was rocking my Patrick Wilson at Universal Studios in Los Angeles uh, in 08. Uh, had a fine woman all over me, and there you go. Well, well played, Mr. Corey. Uh, Redford says, Red Hole in Vegas, not black. Go Niners. I love that. Um, I hope that happens, Redford. Love to get the 49ers to take over there. It would be good. And John says, what's up, Coach Antho? How's it going? I couldn't watch the game, but I will definitely enjoy watching it when I get home after work at 4 a.m. Hashtag comeback crew. Yeah, you're going to love it. You're going to absolutely love it. It's a lot better than me having to watch the second half of the Kansas City Chiefs last week after missing that. Uh, you know you get to go in there and watch what happens. So uh, enjoy it, John. You're going to enjoy it for sure. Brad Jones says, are you worried about the Seahawks at all? No, I'm not worried about the Seahawks for this reason. Um, I think when the 49ers are healthy, they're a better football team. Do I think the Seahawks are going to put up a battle? Yes. I don't think it's like a walk through them game. I just think matchup-wise and skill set-wise, as long as when we get that game, the 49ers are somewhat healthy, I think they can beat them because I think they can make... Um, you know, they can get after Gino. Now, Kenneth Walker's doing a really good job with that run game. I've been impressed overall with him, and Gino's done a good job completing over 70% of his passes. Well done. I just don't think um I just don't think that you know they're gonna be able to consistently win. I think they're gonna lose some games along the way, and then I think the 49ers will handle them in Seattle, but I don't think it's gonna be an easy one, but I think they'll get it done. WTM says tell Grant Cohn to chill on Kyle. Uh I Grant Cohn's going to Grant Cohn. I mean, he's going to do what he wants to do. He's going to say what he wants to say. And, and you know, that that's just, you know, people people choose, you know, what they want. They want to be on the fire, Kyle Shanahan. You know, they want to be on the, the other side. Uh, it's, it's however you want to envision and see the team. As fans, you get to make decisions. And there's plenty of content out there with creators, you know, that create content for both sides and, and both avenues and how they see it. And like I've said before, Everyone can watch the game and have a different thought process on what they saw. Uh, even when I had a coaching staff, not every single person saw the game the same way. It's it's one of the most interesting things about football. Everybody sees it different, but in the end, it's it's fun to talk about, and that's part of the conversation is having differing opinions. And so, yeah, I mean, that's this is how it works, but um, I'm not criticizing Kyle. Like I said, I have no problems with his play calling, and today the execution was at a higher level, and that's kind of been my thing on it, so... As long as that happens, I'm good. And uh, thank you so much for everyone that's been coming through too and liking the video. If you subscribe too, I really appreciate that. Thank you guys so much. We're all the way up to 43 likes on the video. You guys are doing a great job. I can't thank you guys enough for you know what you've did. It's been really good. Uh, Mr. Corey says, David Lombardi had us losing 23-20. Yeah, lots of people had the 49ers scoring in the low 20s. I don't know. You guys can tell me. If anyone else had the 49ers scoring over 30 besides me, I think I was the only one I saw. Um, but I had the 49ers, you know, winning this game. I thought they were going to win by 15. They ended up winning by 17. So they did better than I anticipated. But I don't think that there is a, you know, like, a, like I get it where people are coming from, right? Because you've seen kind of some of the bad performances. I just saw it from the fact that I knew Kyle was going to have another week with Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey went for over 150 yards against the Rams. The matchup of McCaffrey against Bobby Wagner is a tough one for Wagner in open space. I saw the averages. Now, I was hoping Debo was going to be able to play, uh, but he wasn't. So, yeah. <laughs> and there's lots of funny stuff going in chat for sure. Uh, David V says, I had 27-20. That's pretty close. Uh, oh, Brad Jones and I saw someone 31-17. That's real close. So props, Brad Jones, to whoever that was. Well played. Uh soothing sounds is man. This was the tale of two halves. It was. And and uh John says Ronbo said we'd win 31-30. Ooh, high scoring game. It was. You know, the 49ers made the necessary adjustments. I really wanted the 49ers to be able to score a touchdown at the end of the half. They weren't. They kicked the field goal. Um, the Rams, interestingly enough, did not try anything. I thought they were gonna try to get a field goal or something. They were using their timeouts, had a minute left. They chose to take a 14-10 lead into half. And then they never scored again. Uh, the 49ers got a stop early on. I mean, the 49ers first drive didn't go well. Um, then, but they got a stop on the Rams. They ran after that. They just went boom, boom, boom down the field. Three straight drives with touchdowns. And that's how you have to do it. And if you're going to score touchdowns in this league and you're going to execute on these long drives that keep your defense off the field, they're going to be fresh and able to get after the quarterback. And you could tell the momentum changed 
Uh, as soon as the 49ers got up 17-14, you felt the momentum change for sure. It was a different game, and it all starts with a big Christian McCaffrey touchdown in the back of the end zone. Uh, well played in the second half by the 49ers. Soothing says, was depressed at the end of the first and then just finally put it together. Yeah, it was it was nice execution by the 49ers. Great adjustments by D'Amico Ryans in the defense. I'm actually very excited to watch the All-22 film and see what they did. I mean, you watch it live, you get an idea, but it's always better when you can sit down and just break down the film for sure. So, yeah, I'm lo I loved every single second of it. But guys, I've been on for about an hour. Really enjoyed it. This has been great. Lots of cool content's going to come out this week. It's going to be a fun week. We're going to talk 49ers versus Rams. Probably give some half the season grades and really get into it before we get into the Chargers next week. But thank you all for coming through. It was a great conversation. 49ers get a big victory. And I really appreciate everyone coming through and having a conversation with me. It was fun. Looking forward to seeing all of you the rest of the week. It's going to be a fun week. Uh, but until then, stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers way.